Life is full of questions, and often the answers are difficult. Stephen Baker seeks to answer various questions about life and faith using the Bible as his only source. Join in each week as Stephen tackles the challenge of life questions. Here's Stephen. This is the second recording in a series called The Folly of Atheism. The first premise that we thought about was atheism is foolish because atheism ignores creation round about us. Second premise here is atheism is foolish because atheism ignores the conscience within us. Interestingly enough, you do have a conscience. You may react to different things in different ways, but you have an awareness of right and wrong. You have a sense of fairness. You have a conscience that actually bears witness to right or wrong, to good or bad, or to different things like that. There's a story in the Bible where there's a woman who's taken from a very embarrassing circumstance into the presence of Jesus. She's caught in the very act of adultery, and the religious leaders of her day were very, very hard-hearted men, and they were they were going to get try and get Jesus to stone this woman. They thought they'd trap the Lord Jesus. They thought that they would kind of put him in a situation where he'd have to either be extremely harsh or extremely soft. And of course, they would put him in conflict with the Roman authorities because they didn't actually have the authority to take life at that stage. So if he pronounced death, they would say, where was his mercy? If he pronounced life, they'd say, where was justice? So they challenged him. But you know, Jesus returns the question on them and he says this, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And the Bible records that those that heard it, they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even unto the last. The accusers have become accused. The judges are judged. Why? It's their conscience. They walk away, but they walk away independently, individually, because it says they walked away from the oldest to the youngest. There's only one man left. That's actually quite significant, because the only man that was left who didn't walk away was Jesus because he was holy, sinless, pure. You know, the Bible says that our conscience is this little indicator, this little system that God has built into the human, and it either accuses us or excuses us. The Bible actually says God has written his law in the hearts of men. So we we understand right from wrong. And, you know, you can argue the case, but across humanity, across cultures, across ages, periods of time, man has always had a conscience about different things in different ways, but a pretty standard baseline of conscience in terms of life and possessions and truth and morality. Varying to some degree in certain societies, the Bible does teach you can sear or damage or make your conscience ineffective. So man is a moral creature. He has a moral appreciation. He has a conscience and a standard of conduct. And that sense of morality, you know, is is actually used by the atheist at times. You know, the atheist would say something like this and think it's a very strong argument. It'd say, if God exists, why does evil exist? Well, hold on a minute. Why would you have any notion of evil, good, evil, if God didn't exist? You wouldn't have because God is the one who tabulates, who sets out, who identifies right from wrong. Ravi Zacharias, who's a, a really pretty impressive guy, he wasn't always a Christian, but he... he deals with Christian issues a lot now, and someone made this suggestion to him. They said, there can't possibly be a God with all the evil and all the suffering in the world. Zacharias responded by saying, you say there's such a thing as evil, are you not assuming that there's such a thing as good? Of course the student retorted, but when you assume there's such a thing as good, are you not assuming there's a moral law on the basis of which to distinguish between good and evil? 
Well, the guy replied hesitantly, I suppose so. Mr. Zacharias then said to him, Then there is a moral law, you must accept there's a moral law giver. That's who you're trying to disprove. If there's no transcendent uh, moral law giver, then there's no absolute moral law. There's no moral law, there's really no good. If there's no good, then really there's no evil. And Zacharias ended his reply by saying, So I'm not sure what your question is. You see, the debate about morality and evil and think people getting away with evil and evil things being perpetrated takes us straight back to the fact that God is holy, but that God made man and he gave him responsibility and he gave him choice and he gave him awareness and man sinned. And the sin in the heart of man is what has put us at odds with God. That's what made us dead to God. That's what has made it so that we don't actually respond to him because we're dead in sin but the truth of the gospel is we can have life through Jesus Christ the folly of atheism that's the second point I hope you'll turn to God and you'll trust him for he is worthy of your trust thanks for listening you're listening to life questions by Stephen Baker an honest attempt to answer life's toughest questions using the bible Located in Liverpool, England, Stephen is active in spreading the Word of God through social media, blogging, radio broadcasts, and podcasts.